Welcome to Machine Learning. Uh, quite a few people are now starting to subscribe to this podcast, which is good uh, for me. And uh, today I'll be talking about Six Sigma. And uh, this is uh, actually a, a topic I've been thinking about for quite a while. And uh, with the use of statistic control and also machine learning, uh, where you're building linear models and making predictions on a uh, number of defects. Uh, Six Sigma is a, a way to really improve your process, but it's, it's a, it takes a, a large management commitment and also it's expensive to implement correctly. So I'm going to talk about a book called The Six Sigma Way. Uh, the author begins his book by stating that the Six Sigma benefits are process management, improvement, and measurement implemented daily. So it's along the uh, lines of uh, quality control, and uh, by focusing on quality, you reduce down waste and improve efficiencies. Top company leaders recognize the Six Sigma is synonymous with the constant reinvention of their business and gaining success through su- uh, sustaining customer satisfaction, both internally and externally. And, uh, and that's because the processes are getting more streamlined, faster, more automated. Uh, there's better accountability. Systems become more visual. Uh, data is, uh, the uh, company becomes more data-driven. And decisions are based on uh, more on data, and as a result, uh, the standards in- improve, um, objectives are become clearer, and uh, the vision of the company is uh, transferred down into the management, uh, and and then the management to the workers. Uh, Six Sigma businesses are held to the highest standard: three point four defects per million opportunities. <laughs> The belief that the tool usage used for measuring results should be easy and simple. The silo-breaking effort produces strong communication and collaboration through the company. And that's one of the nice things about the Six Sigma is that you don't have a departmental silo where things are not being shared. So in the way with systems, uh, if each department was creating its own system, that'd be highly wasteful because... Uh, information can't be shared, and uh, the uh, visibility to what the department is doing is poor from the standpoint of the higher-level management. Core competency is improved as the company makes strong commitment to learning and training as a standard, which is this is another nice feature about Six Sigma is that you get to uh, be in continuous learning, and in information technology, you are always learning new technologies, um, new languages, and uh, um, constantly be going over uh, learning uh, older technologies to, to support them. The Six Sigma way involves increased expense for training, resource, and employee time allocation, but numerous studies suggest that the end result is increased productivity, increased Increased productivity can apply effectively to both service and manufacturing businesses. So that's the the primary motivation for uh, 
implementing Six Sigma is productivity gains. Uh, as a result of productivity gains, then you increase profits. But at the same time, there's going to be a ramp-up cost to get the Six Sigma implemented into the company and get, get people trained to the level of the black belt. Uh, so uh, the process uh, implementation could cost several millions of dollars or more, and uh, and it it does re- require a cultural change to implement uh, the Six Sigma way. Uh, what is Six Sigma? It's a focus on the customer. Number one, number two, fact based management style. Number three, process focus and improvement. Number four, proactive management. Five boundaryless collaboration, six, a drive perfection, but tolerance of failure, seven, 3.4 defects per million opportunities, performance standard. And uh, from what I can see, companies that implement this, it is a discipline. Uh, it requires a, a, a con- constant focus on the procedures. There's a natural tendency to want to ignore procedures and, uh, and not discuss and just kind of do things uh, that are intuitive, but uh, but the, um, there has to be constant monitoring and correction, and um, and and feedback and evaluation of how the 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 processes are are being affected by uh, different procedures. What is the improvement cycle? D M A I C. Define, measure, analyze, improve, and control. And where I see a lot of times uh, the weakness in, in Six Sigma is in the control aspects. Um, sometimes you can see from the data that there might be problems uh, that are emerging, but then uh, how well is the the process being analyzed and measured is... Um, is it just meeting bare minimum requirements, or is it there deeper analysis into uh, into the the particular problem? So the this uh, the DMAIC attempts to create a systematic way to answer that question. So it starts first by identifying the problem and requirements. Second, redefining the problem and measured key steps. Third. Um, analyze the root cause of the problem. Fourth, development improvement ideas to remove root causes and create standards of performance measurements. Five, establish control measures to maintain performance and correct problems as needed. How does the company determine whether Six Sigma is right, right for them? Okay, that's the, the first question that should be asked before you attempt to put Six Sigma into your company. The authors explain that the Six Sigma is a company cultural change. Case studies indicate that change can be profitable but requires tremendous commitment, resources, and time to implement effectively. The author assesses readiness with three questions. Number one, is change a critical business need now? Uh, and that could be due to the amount of pain. Do you have high levels of quality problems? Uh, are there lots of products being returned because of defects? Um, and, you know, the return on the products could be just normal wear and tear, but still, uh, 
the the analysis of the materials that are used. Maybe you're using plastic instead of steel, and so there's more uh, defects being returned from crack cases. Uh, it could also be a, a structural issue, or it could be a functional issue, and maybe things are, are overheating uh, due to uh, lack of uh, cooling systems. Whatever the reason, uh, th those pain points could be a... a a, a sign that Sigma Sigma needs to be implemented in your company immediately. Number three, will the existing improvement, improving systems be capable of achieving change needed? A deeper understanding of, of what Six Sigma can do for the organization is requested. Scope analysis answers the question of what is feasible in terms of resource, attention, and acceptance. A time frame analysis answers the question of how long will management be willing to wait for results. And the and that's the important part. This is not just uh, implementing like uh, machine learning into your company and expecting immediate results. It, it uh, is going to require hiring uh, engineers, putting in control uh, analysts, business analysts and uh, building the infrastructure to uh, make sure that the, the, the culture changes for your company. Where to go from here? Okay, develop a strong rationale supporting Six Sigma methodology in your organization. Number two, uh, implement management plans and actively participate in implementation. Number three, create vision and a marketing plan. Number four, become a power advocate of process improvement cycle. Basically, process improvement cycle is another way of saying reinventing your business. It's It can be very disruptive. Um, I don't think that uh, process improvement, it was kind of like the buzz in the early 2000, lots of uh, talk about it. But today it's all about uh, information, automation um, through machine learning, uh, creating pipelines, uh, improving uh, efficiency incrementally. But uh, you cannot implement a pipeline without understanding the process and uh, the particular requirements that are necessary to be solved. Communication results and setbacks to your organization, organized roles, black belts, green belts, and master black belts. That's your uh, training hierarchy. Uh, select the project with the biggest impact on the organization. And that, that makes a lot of sense to select the, the project that would have the high ROI or is very important to the company and to senior management because they will need to uh, approve these expenditures and the cultural change. And so taking something that is a large project and tackling it is significant. Okay, what are the different roles in the Six Sigma? You have an implementation leader. This is a person who helps the group with project selection, communication, and project reviews. He recommends individuals to the group. He documents the progress of the group. He has uh, he prepares a internal marketing plan. The second role is the coach. Uh, he's the technical expert. 
he would be like your technical lead or the lead programmer in in IT, but he's your he's your technical expert person to go to. The coach defines clear agreements about people's roles and the extent of their involvement in the project. The coach is tasked to communicate with the project sponsor, drive the project schedule, deal res- with resistance or lack of cooperation from group members, estimate potential and validate actual results, resolve team disagreements, uh, gather analyze data about team activities, promote and celebrate team successes. The project leader reviews and clarifies the project rationale, develops and maintains the project charter, selects project members, identifies and provides resources, helps others with the Six Sigma tools, maintains and updates progress in the project schedule, support transfer of new solutions, documents final results, creates a storyboard of the project. The team member is the brains and muscle of the project, The process owner is the person who takes a new cross-functional responsibility to manage end-to-end, set up steps to offer value internally and externally to the customer. How project selection is done. The best project selection is based on identifying projects that match current needs, capabilities, and objectives. Project selection needs to be weighed against benefit values benefit criteria include the following consideration impact on the internal external customer impact on the business strategy impact on the competitive position impact on the core competencies impact on the financials the urgency the marketing trend and the sequence of dependency it's a lot of analysis and uh, documentation there on impact analysis uh, project selection must answer the question, do we really want to do this? And, uh, and th- that's an important question to ask because, you know, everything it may not be justifiable to make the modifications due to the cost. Um, improvements and analysis cost money and take time. But in the end, if you implement that, you gain uh, new skill capabilities Uh, You have better visibility into your existing processes and you have a better control uh, mechanism put into place to avoid uh, quality issues. Issues to consider are resources needed, expertise available, complexity, likelihood of success, and support or buy-in. And you have to know who who is paying the bill and why they're going to pay the bill. Um... Organizational impact criteria include learning benefits, cross-functional benefits. Project selection is based on analysis, improvement areas existing in core processes. Okay, so then what are core processes? They are a chain of tasks, usually various departments or functions that deliver products, services, support, and information to external customers. So that's a core process. Breaks in the value chain diminish the value to the customer. The goal is to understand the flow and variation over time. The SIDOC model, which uh, is your core process, is helpful in observing. Uh, The SIDOC represents the supplier, the person, or the group uh, providing information Material or resource. Input is the I, the thing being uh, provided or consumed. 
D, uh, D is the, the process steps that are being uh, transformed. O is the final product. C is the customer who receives the input. So you start from the supplier and you end up at the customer. So you look at, at um, everything that's going between there, uh, between the supplier and the customer. Okay, what are the steps to defining customer requirements? Number one, gather customer data. That's, that's critical. So by analyzing the customer data, you understand the customer requirement. Number two, develop performance standards and requirements uh, statements. What, is, what are the performance levels that are going to need to be achieved? Number three, analyze and prioritize requirements that can be evaluated against business strategy. Performance is based on customer definition. It's important to get information from the right customer. There are two types of requirements, service and output. Output requirements describe features and characteristics of the final product. Service requirements describe how the customer should be treated or served during execution of the process. A requirement is not meaningful unless it describes issues relating to the specific problem. It should be clear what the customer is looking for. Intangible requirements need to be translated into measurable and observable criteria. A level or acceptance and non-acceptance criteria needs to be established. Each requirement needs to be detailed and precise. The requirement specification needs to match the expectations of the customer. And that's why the Six Sigma um, is advantageous is because it, it respects the customer's time. It tries to give the customer what they want and it improves the process from supplier to the customer. In short, the Six Sigma way is a big improvement over total quality management. It, signi it signifies a much higher standard of quality and connects management closer to the improvement effort. And that's the important part is it, it can't just be management dictating uh, what they want and then not be actively involved in improving the process. They're actively improving the process. They're getting visual systems. They're getting uh, tableau dashboards that are marking key indicators. Uh, they're getting real-time drill into their data to see what's going on. Uh, they're gathering more information from IoT devices that are giving them simulations to what's going on in the company in real time. And then they have uh, experts like uh, black belts and master black belts who are, are helping uh, or organize uh, the company culture and methodology, teaching them different methodologies for statistical control and um, also improvement. So as a result, accountability and communication increase, cooperation uh, increases between the different departments. You're leveraging lots of creativity, increasing training, and uh, improving the focus of the employee. And you're also uh, implementing problem-solving stages more, more frequently and taking those problem-solving stages seriously as a way to improve process. Because management is actively participating uh, training in training, resources, and individual talent is effectively configured. The focus on the customer helps identify how to bring value and increase competitiveness. 
And in today's environment with the, um, the amount of company that are transforming from one company into another, the, the effect of technology disruption on companies, that the way to sustain long-term survivability is to maintain competitiveness.